This is Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week on how to live well. Shine On is heard all over the world as a podcast, but it's heard first on the radio in New York's Hudson Valley. Hi, it's Casey. Thanks so much for tuning in to Shine On. Happy to be with you today. We are jumping right into the pool. We're jumping right into the deep end of the woo-woo pool. We haven't done this in a while. It's time, right? It's time. Let's talk about spirits and our responsibility to life and dandelions. Laura Aversano is a medical and spiritual intuitive, a plant empath, a medicine woman, a healer. She does energy work, shamanic work. She's in private practice and she works with people in person and over the phone. Her website is lauraaversano.com. Did you know that chamomile is good for your bones? Rosemary, good for cholesterol? Nettles helps the colon. St. John's wort, good for your ears. You can learn all about these wonderful things in Laura's book, The Divine Nature of Plants, Wisdom of the Earth Keepers. It's a big topic. Laura talks about the relationship between plants, humans, God, and the earth. The relationship. Where do we start? When I first started this book, it came to me in a dream. And I remember, I was 29 years old, so this was over 20 years ago, and I remember going down to North Carolina, where the publisher resided, and I sat on the earth, and I prayed. I prayed to God, I prayed to the earth, I felt the earth, I palpated the earth. I sat in prayer with the plants, with their spirits, with the trees, with nature. I remember having visitations from different spirits of the plants and of the trees. And I want to share with everybody, just like many spiritual traditions, believe in deities, in angels, in spirits. Plants and nature also have a spirit. They also have frequencies. They also have energies. And those energies mirror our human bodies, our thoughts, our emotions, our illnesses, our experiences, and our lives. I love this topic, but I have to say, too, it feels a little, I'm interpreting it a little egocentrically, like sure. like the plants and the animals, they're just here to serve us. Am I getting that wrong? I think it depends on the intention and the place that you're coming from. I think they are here to hold space for us that's different than being subservient. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So when we have a relationship, I know, and I know a lot of your work too come, is, is Cherokee in origin. I think, um, I think my brain just has a hard time processing these ideas like in today's world. Just to share, my background is actually I grew up Catholic, and that book, the first book I wrote on plant spirit medicine, it's been republished a few times. That book was actually written in an area where Cherokee lived centuries ago. So some of those remedies, or many of those remedies, were Cherokee in nature. And did you study the Cherokee way, or? Not at all, not at all. I was actually just reading a paragraph from the publisher who, who wrote the foreword to the book. 
He said, Laura can sit on sacred ground and describe in intricate detail the daily rituals and sacred healing ceremonies of the primordial people who lived here, but she's no anthropologist. And from her lips come exact prescriptions on how to use any given plant to heal specific diseases and conditions, yet she carries no medical degree. I am a medical intuitive by nature, and that is my work. Mm. But when I hold a plant, or when I used to be able to hold a plant and I still can, I can palpate its frequencies. I can tell exactly what it used what it's used for, similar to shamans of indigenous cultures. Hmm. And then I can prescribe it or recommend it to clients. Now, is this a gift of yours or is it something that you cultivated? Both. That is actually a gift because I'm clairvoyant, clairaudient, and clairsentient. Wow. What are your days like being all of that? (laughs) (laughs) Quite busy. quite busy. And so many times, again, either I would hold the plant and the illness would literally come through me and I'd be able to tell what it's used for, or a plant spirit would appear and tell me what ailments it is used for, ailments on a physical level, emotional level, or spiritual level. Do all plants have spirits? Do my house plants come with a spirit? I believe so. I do. It's a life force. Plants are part of nature. They are a life force. Anything with a life force has a spirit or spiritual energy attached to it. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Let's talk about calling in the spirits. That's uh, something that you talk about in your book. It's pretty much where you start your book, calling in the spirits. Is that something you do every day, or is this just an ancient practice? Both. It is an ancient practice. If you, again, if, if, if anybody has any interest in researching indigenous cultures and their work with nature and the earth, they sit in ceremony or they sit in silence or in prayer. Different cultures have different traditions and they evoke plant spirits. For myself, when I work with even nutrition, when I work with herbs, when I work with supplements, when I go outside and I take a walk in nature, anytime I pass by a tree, there's something about being present with it, even for a moment, to be able to take in its medicine. Same thing with my food. I did that with my salad this morning. I'm eating my salad, and I'm like, hello, green salad. I hope you do good things inside of me. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Greens are great for liver, for tonifying the liver. Uh, you might want to add avocado in there, and avocado is great for soothing the heart and soothing inflammation. It, it's, you start to develop a different relationship with what you put into your body, including plant medicine. So plant medicine and plant spirits and plant energy, that is of the earth. We just um, experienced a beautiful full moon. So let's let's take our sights a little higher and, sure. and think about the relationship we have to the rest of the universe, to the planets. Um, and what do you say about that when we talk about divine nature? Moon energies are very powerful. Lunar energies are very strong. I think they enhance the efficacy of any natural medicines we are working with or foods that we are harvesting. I know with crystals and things, people say you cleanse them by uh, putting them out in a, under a full moon. Some of them, yes. right? But not yes. all of them. Some of them. Yes. Okay. And I also had read once about planting, that some farmers plant by the moon. You, you plant your seeds with a new moon. Here's what I did. Uh, with my first book, I had, and I'm in New York City, so I had 30 plants that I worked with for, for the book, and I brought them home, and I still remember this. I planted them, and every day, so imagine a, a New York City backyard. Every day, I went outside, and I sang to them. I prayed with them. I smudged them. I talked with them. 
Within two weeks, those plants grew at least a foot. I remember having a photographer come over and say, how did this happen? I said, I spoke with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I spoke with them. Tell people what smudging is in case they don't know. Sure. Smudging is using an herb like sage or possibly mugwort to cleanse or purify energies. So you burn the sage and it purifies the energy around the plants or anything, right? Yes. Uh, I have a friend. Her name is also Laura. And she, she is Italian, and she plays opera music to her tomato plants. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. And, and, and she's probably resonating with their frequency. Yeah, and she says it makes the best sauce. She plays yeah. Italian music for her uh, tomato Absolutely. plants. Absolutely. They respond. They respond. And I also, in, in working with people, again, when they're, when they're creating relationship with their food, because food is of the earth, where it's grown, the food nourishes their body differently when they're present with it as opposed to when they're not. Ah, that's the whole thing, right? Is being yes. present, paying attention. Being, yes. Being present, paying attention. I wish my husband would, would jump on this bandwagon <laughs> because, you know, he'll go to the deli and just order that roast beef sandwich. And I'm like, honey, don't you want to put a little tomato on there or something? It, it can be one thing, and people think this takes a long time. It really takes just a moment just a moment to embrace a tree when you're passing by it to just kind of look up at the moon or the sun or the stars or the sky it just takes but a moment to remember that there's something greater than ourselves carrying us the divine nature of plants wisdom of the earth keepers that's the book i'm fascinated with it's by laura aversano she's written many other books but this one just really has captured my heart i want you to talk about if you can uh, something as simple but i find them so magical as the dandelion and what its spiritual or healing properties might be sure i happen to love dandelion myself i actually made some last night and so dandelion, let's talk about some of the emotional and spiritual properties. Dandelion, I usually recommend for grief, for those who have suffered child loss, for those going through relationship issues. I also recommend it for the fire and the water element in the body to help tonify, cleanse, and or nourish the liver. I recommend it spiritually for psychic boundaries. I think those are some of the things I really like about it. I find the plant, because, you know, in my backyard, it's plenty of dandelions. Um, <laughs> people call them weeds. I find them fascinating. They're so, so hardy. And first yes. comes this beautiful flower, and then comes that thistly thing. Yes. Now, when you say you made some last night, I'm guessing dandelion tea? No, dinner. <laughs> you ate dinner. dandelions for dinner? Did you grow them? Did you pick them out of your yard? What? No, unfortunately, unfortunately, because they spray for West Nile here, um, I do not grow anymore. And so I did get them from the health food store. Dandelions. You can just buy them and eat them. All the time, yes. How do you prepare them? For myself, I just gently saute them. Wow. Okay. You know, I raise chickens and... I didn't know why I was feeding dandelions to my chickens, but uh, they say it's very healthy, so I pick dandelions every day and throw some in the chicken run, and they're very happy. Beautiful. Now, Beautiful. You mentioned you mentioned psychic boundaries. What does that even mean? Hmm. So all of us, we have attachments and desires, and we have both light and darkness that we work with. And so when any of us are going through trials, even tribulations, when we're processing, when we're doing inner work, sometimes our energy field expands 
and can cross a spiritual threshold that may not be healthy, appropriate, or constructive for us. And so sometimes we need something extra from the natural world to actually help hold the space for us in that etheric field. Mm, I'm still not sure. I'm still not. Give me a for instance. Ah, okay. Um, let me just sit here and think about it. Yeah, take your time. So, All right, so the other day, and I don't mind saying this, I, I was working with somebody who had committed suicide. It's a really hard subject. The client was grieving terribly for the loss of this family member. The grief was so overwhelming that the, the family member on the other side who had taken their own life was actually so connected with that grief and was influencing that grief with their own continued issues. And something like dandelion being brought in would just create a little space between the two family members so they can process their inner work separately. All right. Well, here's a topic I didn't think we'd go into. So when people cross over, they take their issues with them? Yes. I think it really depends. I've been doing this work for almost 30 years now. I think it depends what the issues are. I've seen many people being granted leniency if they've just endured and struggled and suffered so much, and their miasms or patterns are passed on to future generations. So I'll use the word miasms as opposed to issues now, which mm-hmm. are just familial patterns and ancestral patterns and karmic patterns. So yes, they are in DNA. Okay. And you keep your DNA when you cross over? Other people do. Oh, okay. In your family. All right. All right. But you're still healing those miasms. So again, in working with, let's say, the other day with that client who was struggling with the suicide of the family member and helping his grief to heal, the person on the other side had some space to be able to see and experience some of, some of the pain that they were going through from a different perspective. Gotcha. All right. So dandelion can give us a little space. Yes. Give us a little breathing room. Absolutely. Wonderful. Do you have any other uh, favorites? You said you made some uh, dandelion for dinner last night. What else is in your cupboard? Oh, wow. I have four cupboards filled with um, herbs. So dandelion is actually one of my favorites. I can't believe you said that. As well as mugwort. I'm just going to open my closet because there's so many. So mugwort is also one of my favorites. Lobelia this time of year for any kind of upper respiratory issues, asthma, allergies. I have to tell you, I have a garden which is really a few flowers and lots of really great weeds. And there was one cluster of weeds that was really um, taken off. So I, I Google lensed it and it is mugwort. What am I supposed to do with mugwort? Mugwort is also another protective herb. Remember before when we were talking about smudging, I said some people smudge with sage and some people but smudge with mugwort. <gasps> they also burn mugwort to help them go into altered states of reality. Oh, well, I'm generally in an altered state of reality. That's so interesting, mugwort. This is fabulous. Has this been a lifelong journey for you? Yes, I think so. Since I was 19, so I'd, I'd say that's pretty, I'm in my 50s now. I okay. say that's pretty lifelong. And what was the, um, what was the catalyst that, that dunked you into this beautiful world? Well, I was born into this beautiful world. 
I have a mom who is incredibly gifted, and I come from a lineage of spirit walkers from Sicily, which are people who can transcend the normal world and obtain medicine from the spirit world and impart it on the seeker. And mom used to have visitations from the Holy Mother when she was young in Sicily. And my great-grandmother was also gifted with these abilities. So I was able to communicate with those beyond the veil since since I pretty much came out of the womb, talking to spirits about my prior incarnations, relaying those messages to a very supportive mother, speaking, speaking to either ghost spirits. And then at 19, I became very ill with now what I, what I, I knew back then was Lyme disease, which was undiagnosed, as well as a, a vaccine reaction. And traditional medica- medication couldn't help me. And then I started to seek out alternatives, and then eventually start to study. All right. So when it comes to the COVID virus, I'm taking all the vaccines. I'm up to four. If they want to give me a fifth one, I'll do that too. I'm guessing that's not what you do. No, no. I respect everybody's choice, and it's not what works or would work for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, I prayed about it, and it didn't feel right. Okay. Um, you know, and I respect everybody's choice, too. I truly, yeah. truly do. Um, and I and I so admire you. This is your lifestyle. Like This is your world. You are fully into it. You know, yeah. it's not a passing fad or something like that. So no. it's really beautiful. And I understand you're going to be teaching some courses. Tell us about that. Sure. On August 6th, Saturday, I will be teaching a plant spirit medicine workshop at Universal Healing Arts in New Yorktown. And you can find that on my Facebook page, I believe. Or guys, just check out Universal Healing Arts. And I hope, I hope that you guys will join me. You, I'm looking forward to it. What are some of the other books you have written? So The Divine Nature of Plants has taken many forms. It was republished years later by Llewellyn and was called Plant Spirit Journey. And in 2023, Inner Traditions will be taking it over and republishing it as well. It seems to be a very popular book. Last year by Inner Traditions, I had a book come out called Affirmations of the Light in Times of Darkness. Wonderful. I don't even think it's a book on affirmations. There are affirmations in there, but there's prose. There are writings to help us process our inner work when it comes to good and evil, when it comes to emotions and thoughts. Recently, Inner Traditions, April, just republished Volume 1 of The Light of God, a book on mystical Christianity, and they will republish the second volume in 2024. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited and grateful. Laura Avasano, I, I am drawn to ask you this question now because you are all of those... All of the Claire's. You're all, yeah, of, the, all, you're of, the all of the Claire's, the Claire audience, Claire sentient, Claire. I haven't used those words in a while, though, but yeah. All right. Uh, you know, looking at the world today, looking yeah. at recession, looking at war, looking at um, the divide in the country, blah, look, everywhere you look, there seems to be turmoil. Yes. What, do you, what does it look like to you? I usually write about this right before the beginning of the new year, and I don't want to sound pessimistic, so let me see if I can frame this appropriately. In the past few years, I've noticed an upheaval in the spirit world, an upheaval where there is this this battle of good and evil going on on all levels, physical, emotional, spiritual, and psychic. And as above, so below. A lot of those levels have to ground. So it's, 
it's this incredible time of purification for all of us, okay. for all of us. And that does also include the earth plane. So as we're seeing the natural disasters, the pandemic, uh, it's just, and there's, there's so much happening on the other side. There are a lot of crossings that are still to come, people crossing over, and not from COVID, from many things. So again, I'm looking at this as an opportunity for purification so that we can start to learn to embody a higher understanding of grace in this world and in our lives. So you say an upheaval in the spirit world. Is there anything we here on the earthly plane can do to help this upheaval in the spirit world? I think, again, I'm going back to being present. All the precepts of the major traditions, be kind to each other, help one another. For me, I see much of what's transpired in the last 20 or 30 years become about entitlement. You know, after 9-11, after the pandemic started, there were these, these breaks in the light where people were so self-absorbed. Everybody started to help. Community was created. We don't have that much community anymore. We don't. Mm, I hear you. I hear And, and there are many factors that contribute to that. And so I think we're having to go back to the old ways, honestly, of community, of respecting each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I walk through the, the streets, and if I hold the door open for somebody, I, I rarely hear a thank you. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. We can do that. We yeah. can do that. I hear your cats. Oh, yes. Sorry. No, it's wonderful. That is Sabrina. That is Sabrina. All right, Sabrina. Is she hungry? What does she need? Some mugwort? No, she's talking. Um, whenever we talk about spirits, she, she, likes to, she likes to talk. Wow. All right. Well, that's another talk for another day. I'm always grateful to share time with Laura Aversano. The Divine Nature of Plants, Wisdom of the Earth Keepers is one of your many books. And where can we go to find out more? On my website, www.lauraeversano.com, and you can find me on Facebook. I'm not a big social media person. I'm still a Luddite at heart when it comes to technology, but at least I'm on Facebook. Laura Aversano, The Divine Nature of Plants, Wisdom of the Earth Keepers, all about the relationship between plants, humans, God, and the earth. And I realize in talking to her, any topic that you touch upon is an ocean that deserves its own weekend seminar. But we popped around to a bunch of different topics just to give you a taste. Find Laura in August at Universal Healing Arts in Cortland Manor, and she's going to come back to the Market on the River to give a talk under the big tree September 11th. And so we have a job to do. If we think the way Laura thinks in her world and the upheaval of the spirits is perhaps to shake us up, to get us back to loving each other, to being kinder, this topic seems to just keep coming up again and again. So we'll just keep at it. We'll just keep at it. And let's get together for a little in-person love. August 12th through 14th, we've got the Shine On Summer Retreat for Women at the Mariondale Retreat Center in Ossining. Sign up. We will commune with nature a little bit there on the walking trails and in the labyrinth and with those Hudson River sunset views. So good. Looking forward to seeing you then and soon. Casey'sPlace.com always has more. Always a pleasure to be with you. Oh, we need our thought for the day. Ah, and it's from George Eliot who said, It will never rain roses. When we want to have more roses, we must plant more trees. Shine on.
You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show with new episodes every week. It's your time to shine on. Shine On.